Welcome to the Pulse Experience, the podcast that takes you on a journey of wellness through the intersection of technology and human experience. I'm your host, Edward Beltran, CEO of Fierce and innovator of Pulse. We often don't realize how stressed we are and what's causing it. And if we do, we don't know what to do about it. And the cost is huge at $300 billion annually to organizations, as well as the impact on individuals. And there's so much required of us at the workplace and at home these days, and we often don't have the self-awareness to understand what is going on. However, our bodies do not lie. Pulse is our proprietary app that integrates with any wearable device that uses cutting-edge science to tell you when you're stressed by the hour, and it also syncs with your calendar data so you know exactly where you were and what you were doing when you experienced the stress event. Then based on that information, you can move into action with the live coach or our in-app AI bot to tackle these stressors with skill and gain sustainable resilience. This is the Pulse Experience. Today, we're talking with Chantel Brandt, a certified Pulse coach who's going to share with us a very tough situation a leader was caught in between being authentic on a very sensitive issue around diversity and inclusion and respecting a process that created a conflict. Chantel, welcome, and please tell us more about today's concept. Sure. You know, Ed, in this episode, we talk about the power of authenticity in diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations. You know, regardless of the why, when stakeholders feel that um, leaders are withholding information or they're being manipulated, trust is lost. This real or even perceived lack of authenticity is detrimental and can lead to loss of trust. It can lead to loss of revenue and, you know, in some cases, even legal action. When we layer in DE&I, this gets multiplied. Authenticity really matters here because we need to go below the surface within DE&I and address the systematic inequalities and work towards creating a fair and inclusive environment. Wow. Two really huge topics, DE&I and authenticity. Like I would never have thought like, how do those two come into conflict? So, wow, this is so intriguing, Chantel. I can't wait to dive in. Tell us a little bit about your coaching. You know, I have a middle school administrator in a lower socioeconomic school district. She's Caucasian, she's middle-aged, and and she has a diverse family of her own, though the parents and and students don't necessarily know that. Mm. She came to me with a sensitive DE&I issue involving two students. And the parent of the attacked student was extremely upset and wanted answers like yesterday. Mm. My coachee was doing everything she thought she could do. She was actively investigating and, you know, was working through what could be disclosed per the district and state policies because it involved another student. Now the administrator was being accused of being complacent, not doing enough. Well, it doesn't sound like a good situation to be in at all. So can you describe like what was she feeling before you interjected your intervention pulse and your coaching? What was happening in her day to day? How was stress manifesting? You know, she really felt that she could not come out from behind herself into the conversation and make it real. Take a listen. 
I, I can't tell them all the details, like the parents, all the details, but I have said things have been handled. Mm-hmm. And so therefore the family doesn't feel like things have been handled. And so it's led to this next incident, which happened today. Yeah. Like this person was always an ally. She chose to be an ally to the underrepresented community in her life. And now the parent didn't believe her and, you know, believed the worst about her. It was very stressful and it caused her to really just rethink what she was doing as a living. And it diverts, you know, the efforts. My coachee was now feeling and going into victim mode herself. Mm. You know, this is a dilemma many of us face, especially when when we have privacy matters involved. You know, HR can't share disciplinary measures and, and neither could this administrator. Again, adding in the layer of, of DE&I, it's paramount. As a result, this parent's context filter was being formed and solidified every moment she did not get answers. Well, I, I, I hear and I feel like that stress and such a tough situation coming through. It's so interesting, Chantal, because so many of our, I've heard this similar type of scenario from so many of our educators of our kids, how they're in such tough situations and they second guess, you know, what they're doing is very, very unfortunate. And so with that, mm-hmm. Tell me about the self-awareness piece. So how did Pulse help her with the self-awareness of what was happening? And then we'll go from there. Sure. As we talk about self-awareness, we also have to talk about social exclusion because Hmm. social exclusion has been shown to activate the brain in a similar way than to experiencing physical pain. And this parent and their child were feeling excluded by the other student and by the administration. So information is so important here to determine their sense of belonging. When we gain self-awareness, we become conscious of that. And we become conscious of our own thoughts and our feelings and actions. And this self-awareness allows us to understand how we perceive what is taking place around us. And we can really dig into the feelings. And so for my coachee, it was digging into the feelings of victimization and the impact on the parent's perception of her. So she had to get through that in order to be able to address the social exclusion that the parents and the child were feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, we started with interrogating reality, Ed, you know, why did she feel this way? And what Um, might that parent and the student be feeling and why? And we really needed to modify her communication style and and approach in order to gain clarity and acceptance here. So this is really interesting to me, Chantal. I want to double click on this. So you mentioned two feelings in this scenario from the self-awareness. One is feeling of a victim. And then second one was I heard is feeling of social exclusion. Is it, was that social exclusion, yeah. exclusion reality or was it perception? Well, uh, you know, Ed, it's, it's, it was perception, but yet to, to that person that's feeling it, it is their reality. No, totally. Right? It, yeah. it, it absolutely is. And, you know, that is the thing with exclusion. When somebody feels excluded, everything about that feeling becomes real. 
it is literally like a physical reaction. It reminds me of, um, and it's been, it's been compared to getting punched. Your brain doesn't know the, know the difference. There's a part of the brain called the DACC, the dorsal anterior singular cortex. And that gets triggered when we're, there's feelings of exclusion. That same DACC is triggered when we have physical pain. The brain doesn't know wow. the difference. And for here, you know, all of this is, is churning and it's creating a, you know, a narrative that is going down a very slippery, slippery slope and fast. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's dive into this then. So you drove the self-awareness from Pulse, right? To help her say, here's what's behind her stress events. And of that, you were able to help her see that it's feelings, perception, or reality, right? Perception is reality of victimization and social exclusion. So talk to me about how you coached her through this. Let's pull back the layers on this. What happened? Again, we started with interrogating reality, right? So what was real here? Establishing trust is critical to addressing the inclusion concerns or exclusion concerns in the educational setting that involves parents, teachers, children. And emotional pain is genuine and the stakes are high. I want you to take a listen to what my coachee was feeling. My, my state, gosh, just my pain, my heart, my feelings, um, my goal that has not, cannot be achieved. Um, my, um, watching our children hurt me in pain. Um, my own children, my grandchildren, um, not seeing betterment for this world. Um, family suffering, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's a lot of sadness if we cannot figure this out. Mm -hmm. Ed, the pain was real, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She knew that something must change. Now it was up to her to change it. Mm -hmm. You know, we went to the app and we explored two modules. The first being accountability. You know, that desire to take responsibility for results, the non-negotiable choices that we have and that she has to live her life. If she was not getting the results that she wanted and she was experiencing this pain, what were the tangible and intangible results that she did want? This helped her to really assess her victim mode from why this was happening to me. I did nothing wrong to if it has to be, then it's up to me. So regardless of how you got here, how can you change it? You know, what's within your power? Just because she could not give details did not mean that she couldn't make a difference. And the difference that both her and the parent wanted and needed to see in this situation, when we think about the DE and I, we all say, you know, we want to make the difference, but it's a matter of who's stepping in and actually doing the work. And in this case, it needed to be her and she needed to bring the parents along um, for this conversation to make an impact. And so we went from accountability to confront. 
and tackling her toughest challenge today. You know, I, I like to think of that backpack analogy. You know, we all carry that backpack filled with rocks to represent the conversations that we're avoiding. And every time we have a conversation, we remove a, a rock and lighten that load. That biggest rock, the moment that re represents the biggest conversation that we need to have makes the difference. And avoidance of that conversation was causing her greater harm than the discomfort of having it. So it was her job to extend that, that invitation to the parent. The confrontation model provided her with a, a structure on how to handle the challenging situation with the parent in a skillful and authentic manner. You know, we leaned into the emotional impact for her and her true desire for the parent to, to help broaden the awareness for all. My coachee could only view this situation from her lens, but by leaning in and becoming intensely curious, she could broaden the awareness and together they could make a real impact on the school and the district. Um, and also while enriching the relationship and it doesn't have to, like we said, it doesn't have yeah. to be so, so binary. And so what I find interesting, if I could rehash what I've heard, heard you say was so impactful, step number one was that conversation with self and you use the accountability approach mm -hmm. to be able to help her be accountable versus being in victim mode. And then the second step was to use a confront approach and front has a negative connotation to it. Uh, and I want you to tell us a little bit yeah. more about that because it's not negative in order to engage the parent in a richer conversation that bridged the gaps, correct? Tell us a little bit more about that. Con confront doesn't have to be a negative word. No, it, it, sh it shouldn't. I mean, I think we do this with, with most things that are good, right? Confront means getting in front of, getting in front of the issue. And this is not about attacking a person. It's about addressing the issue and really stating, you know, what is the issue? What do you feel about it? And then inviting the person into the conversation. And so together that you can come up with a resolve that's going to work for both of you to move forward to, as you said, Ed, enrich the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we avoid it. Yeah, yeah, we avoid it like it's all in crossbones. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It shouldn't sure. be that way. And, and as we find, Chantel, right, 90% of the time, if uh, when you engage in the conversation, right, it's a misunderstanding or it's a lot easier than your mind, the story you're telling yourself and your stress immediately lowers because you come to some type of resolution. So I love it. On that same vein, let's wrap this up. What did the resolution look like? How did it how did it play out, Shinto? Sure. You know, Ed, tr uh, transformational idea number three states, all conversations are with myself and sometimes they involve other people. Before this conversation, the, the parent and my coachee were walking away from this meeting with totally different understandings of what took place and what were those next steps. After this session, my coachee had a newfound confidence that she could have the authentic conversations that needed to bring clarity and invite the parent into the conversation. And together, they built a framework for communicating moving forward. They're now working together to help make changes for the entire school.
by providing suggestions for improvement with the children and in the relations with the parents. It was it was truly amazing to see my coachee's stress numbers moved down by approximately 5%. And this isn't a one and done. Yeah, that's it's, it's astounding, right? And this isn't a one and done. Creating an environment of inclusion and belonging will always be stressful. But now my coachee has the tools to recognize when she's experiencing high levels of stress. She has exposure to conversation models to provide frameworks. And with regular coaching sessions with me to help put it all together, she's making that impact that she wanted, that she wants that better world. She wants to truly be an ally and make impact. And now she's working to do it. Oh, that's incredible, Chantel. Great work. Great job. And real impacts, right, on our educators and, um, you know, on our, on our, you know, on our children, because we're modeling that behavior. So Chantel, wow, that's just absolutely incredible. And the point here is, is that in the perception of I'm in conflict between my authenticity versus uh, what, you know, I, I feel like I'm supposed to do. That's not necessarily the case, right? And being able to explore that and have line of sight, you not only came up with a path forward, but everybody benefited. That's just absolutely incredible. Chantel, yeah. thank you so much and just incredible work. Thank you for tuning into the Pulse Experience Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the world of wellness technology and biometric-led coaching that changes lives. If you're interested in experiencing Pulse for yourself and working with one of our expert coaches, please click the link in the description below. Until next time, thank you.